Teaching is a challenging profession. It takes a special person to stand in front of a classroom full of young people and impart his or her knowledge day after day, week after week, year after year. I'm Dave Mall, and I've always held a deep admiration for the individuals who accept this challenge and make it their life's work to shape our country's youth. The influence that gifted teachers have on their students can last a lifetime. I recently had the opportunity to speak with five district teachers about why they chose the teaching profession, the aspects of teaching that they find the most rewarding, and whether there was ever a time in their lives where they thought about doing something other than teaching. The responses may surprise you. Two initially didn't even want to be teachers. Two considered becoming marine biologists. One wanted to be a dentist. Another had designs on a career in law enforcement. And one wanted to be Cal Ripken. But they all eventually chose the teaching profession, and the Indian River School District is better off for it. We'll hear their insightful and often funny responses to my questions right after the break. This is the IRSD Spotlight. started off with a simple question. Why did you become a teacher? Shalina Tingle is a STEM teacher at Selbyville Middle School. She began her career in the Indian River School District as a paraprofessional before earning her teaching certification through the Alternative Routes to Certification program. She has been a teacher for the past four years and eventually hopes to move into school counseling. She also has a bachelor's degree in biology. So why did she become a teacher? Uh, to be honest, um I never wanted to be a teacher. Um, I, I kind of fell into teaching um, after my original career plan, which was to become a dentist, uh, didn't come to fruition right, right away. So I was at the University of Delaware. I graduated in 2001 as a biology major with a minor in chemistry. Biology is just a tough program at the University of Delaware. And my GPA wasn't horrible. It was like a 3-1 by the time I graduated. But that's not competitive enough for dental school. So what I did was, is I came home and um, to back to Southern Delaware, you know, thinking that I would do something lab related or whatnot, but um, I didn't quite realize that in order to do that kind of stuff, you probably needed more of a master's degree along with your biology. It, and I knew I didn't want to work at, you know, other companies making, you know, vaccines and things like that. So what I did was is I enrolled at Dell Tech in their dental hygiene program, which is really competitive as well. And I got in on the first try, but the weird thing is that when the lady called me to tell me that I'd gotten into their program, which like only takes like 10 people a year or 20 people a year, something ridiculously low like that. I kind of had this weird, I, I, won't, I guess the closest thing is like an out of body experience, like where I'm telling, I'm hearing myself tell her, Thank you very much, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to decline. And I'm like, what 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 just happened there? Like this was this is you know my plan in the meantime. You know I was gonna do dental dental hygiene school, get some experience in the field, and then you know make my way back into to dental school. And I guess I'm a person of faith, so I just believe that you know God didn't want me to go that way. I guess. 
part of it too might have been that I allowed myself to be talked out of a dream, but I don't really have any regrets. Um, and so the long story short is after that, you know, I worked in retail for a year and I was so bored with it. I mean, it was, it was never going to be a long-term plan anyway, but I was so bored folding clothes, folding shirts and pants. And I was like, I would, I would ask the manager, like, can I do the wall set? Because the wall set was more like a puzzle to me. And so it was something that engaged my mind and I was bored to death. And so long story short, my younger brothers who are significantly younger than me ended up going to um, a private Christian school that needed a science teacher. And so I applied and um, that's how I got into teaching. And I, and I loved it. Um, the, I taught at Lighthouse Christian School for eight, eight or nine years. I was at uh, Indian River High School and I took on a position there um, as their student advisor, which got me uh, really interested in, in, the, um, in the counseling field. And so I ended up uh, getting a master's in school counseling there, thinking that you know I could maybe navigate my way into counseling um, within the district, but I kind of didn't. I was told, but I, it just didn't register to me that you know, along with a counseling degree, they also like to see some teaching experience. They like to see teaching experience within the district. Well, um, it was the blessing in disguise that, that happened. Um, I actually got rift uh, at the end of my third year. And so what looked like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, going to lose my job. Of course, not due to any performance um, reasons, but, you know, as a result of that rift, you know, me being let go, but then also need uh, Subbyville Middle School needing um, a couple of positions filled. Uh, one of them was in a science, it was in science and the other one was, um, for the STEM, for the STEM position there. And, uh, you know, working with Lori and Celeste, I was able to kind of roll right into that STEM position uh, with the caveat of uh, making sure that I got my certification through the relay program. Count Gretchen Pikus among those who reversed course after initially having no desire to be a teacher. She has been a social studies teacher at Indian River High School since 2019, but has nearly 27 years of teaching experience at the secondary level. She is a three-time nationally board certified teacher who has also been an instructional coach and an adjunct faculty member at several local colleges. Interestingly, she holds a bachelor's degree in international relations from the University of Delaware. Why did she become a teacher? I had no plans to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, my mom was a teacher and then a stay-at-home mom. And actually my dad was a teacher for 32 years. Um, he was one of those teachers that left a legacy. Of course, he was the only high school band director because there was only one high school in the district. And it just seemed too intimidating. It seemed like a constant job. I, I didn't like the idea. No, and it was really more my dad that influenced it because he was literally at the school constantly, whether it was marching band season, musical season, it was always some season. And I actually grew up in the halls of the school. It just seemed to be giving up so much of your life. So I really, again, went to college with no intention, graduated with a degree in international relations um, came out in 92 around the time of unemployment. I had no, I thought I was going to go into the Peace Corps. Parents did not like that idea at all. And I just had different ideas, wanted to be a world traveler. And then I fell in love and got engaged to a guy with a small town business. And 
I just kind of started to rethink. And my dad kept, he was in my ear constantly about being a teacher. And I said, I, I don't know, I don't see it. And he said, why don't you substitute and see what it feels like? So I literally would say I put myself through, through it to make sure that I was willing to do that. And when I substituted, what I found was that I really liked the energy of the kids and that energy of them, connections. It was like getting to be a part, a small part of their life. And so I went back to school and I, back in those days, ARTC was not connected to a program. So you had to go through DOE. And, um, but I had some great mentors at Delaware State College, um, Steve Newton and Tim Young, and they were literally great mentors. And so it just kind of kept going. My first two years were special ed. And back in those days, you could not carry more than one license. Um, and I was just at the cusp of finishing my special ed and I had to choose between social studies or special ed. And I probably listened poorly to other peers who said, you don't want to get rid of your, your social studies license. And if you don't take a social studies job, you'll never get one. So I left special ed behind and I started at Lake and um, it was just really amazing the needs of those students. So I, it's odd because I would say that over the years, I have only realized more and more the value of being an educator. I think now I look back on it and see it's more about people than it is about um, writing on the board. So maybe that's because of where I've moved with human growth and psychology. So it's more about the relationships between people than writing on the board. For Sarah Betlieski, a seventh grade science teacher at Millsboro Middle School, teaching has always been a career goal. Affectionately known by her students as Miss B, Sarah has taught science for 14 years and is a member of the Samsung Solve for Tomorrow Teacher Academy. In 2020, she was named Delaware State Middle School STEM Teacher of the Year by the Delaware STEM Council. So why did she become a teacher? I had some really good teachers back in elementary school that sort of set me up for, you know, looking at education as a positive. And so I wanted to spread my love of science to others. And I think that's why I became a teacher. There was this time in the middle when I was, I was linked to science a little bit more, um, but it's always been showing that science to somebody else. Brandon Gibbs is a duly certified fifth grade teacher at Georgetown Elementary School. Before coming to the Indian River School District, he spent several years as a paraprofessional in the Milford School District and was that district's paraprofessional of the year for 2016-2017. He has been a teacher at Georgetown Elementary since 2018. So why did Brandon become a teacher? Um, the reason I became a teacher is because I wanted a job or a career where I could make a difference in um, people's lives and particularly um, children, because children are always fun to work with. They're um, always excited about learning. And I just wanted to be a part of that process of helping them learn and eventually become successful adults in society. And just being able to look back um, once I retire and see how of an impact I made on hopefully all the children that I ever taught will be like a great experience. So I thought teaching would be uh, the most rewarding occupation to 
take on. Um, so, yep, I started out as a substitute that um, the fall of 2014. And then right there around winter break, I got an opportunity to interview for a paraprofessional job while I was taking um, classes at Delaware Tech to get my associate's degree. So I thought that was a um, great opportunity to get my foot in the door, actually be in the classroom and seeing like the special education sector of it. And um, it, was a, it was a great experience being able to be in the classroom every day and also um, going to school either at night to actually talk about it and share my experiences with others. Since Indian River was my home district, I always wanted to either do observation hours or get back to the schools that I learned at to um, eventually teach at. So it was definitely a good experience being able to be in Georgetown Elementary and like the student teaching format. And then eventually three years later, um, being a teacher in the grade that I student taught with and also having my mentor teacher on the same grade as me. So that was a pretty cool experience to go through. Joe Walls has been a health and physical education teacher at Long Neck Elementary School for the past 17 years and was the school's teacher of the year in 2010-2011. He's also been a baseball and wrestling coach at the middle and high school levels. Why did Joe become a teacher? Back in high school when I was at Sussex Central, um, I had the opportunity to be a teacher's aide for a couple of years with the legendary Mr. Uh, Phil Schulte, and uh, I had a chance to to work one-on-one uh, -on -one with a lot of his students uh, that he had in his classes. And uh, I, I felt that was a really rewarding experience. Um, and it kind of gave me a good feeling about helping others. And uh, that's definitely a field I wanted to get into. Our second question is my favorite. Was there ever a time in your life where you thought you wanted to do something other than teaching? We always get some interesting and funny responses to this question. We've already heard that Shalina Tingle wanted to be a dentist. Let's hear her talk more about that career goal. Well, that one, <laughs> that one came about because, because it was actually recommended by a doctor. So a family doctor. And I, you know, I said that I wanted to be a I said that I wanted to be a doctor and he said, no, 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 honey, you don't want to be a doctor. They had, we work long hours, lots of schooling, long hours, and we have no time for our families. He said, you want to be a dentist. And he said, um, dentists still make good money and, um, but they have time for their families and they have weekends. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, okay, but what really solidified my desire to be a dentist was when I turned 10 and I had to get uh, braces. I had always been a pretty confident kid, but the one thing that kind of like was, you know, my, my, my thing that I struggled with was my smile. Um, I, my teeth weren't crooked. They weren't buck teeth or anything like that. I just had spaces in between every single one of my teeth. It looked like my tongue was in jail. And so I got braces and I absolutely loved the confidence that I got um, out of it. And I was like, you know what, this is what I really want to do with my life. Not just because someone suggested it to me, but because of my own personal experience, I specifically wanted to become a pediatric orthodontist. And so um, I just wanted to pass that gift of confidence on to other people 
through my work and, and through specifically, you know, orthodontics, because it's amazing how, you know, you can change someone's confidence level simply because you've now corrected, you know, their, their alignment, you know, their teeth, they're nice and straight and giving them a beautiful smile. Um, so you asked me about, you know, other careers. So the dentistry was the final one, but, you know, growing up as a, as a little kid, you have other ones as well. So I wanted to be an artist when I was in elementary school, because I love coloring. So, you know, obviously you want to be an artist, but then before that, I, I mean, after that, I wanted to be a marine biologist, but I quickly took that one off the list um, after a few years because um, I can't swim. I've taken swimming lessons and I still can't swim. And I have managed to sink in a life jacket, Dave. So wow. no that was the end yet. of that career goal, huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For Gretchen Pikus, practicality ruled the day when choosing a career path. And having a degree in international relations didn't necessarily present a lot of options. When I was young, I wanted to live in foreign countries. That was a really big deal. I actually remember telling my parents that I really wanted to be a hairdresser. And when I tell the students that, then they all look at my hair right away. And I remember that my parents said, no, you have to get a job that gets health insurance. Because when you're 22, you're off our health insurance. So you have to pick a job that gets health insurance. So I would say that a lot of decisions were practical at my house. Wasn't a lot of dreaming there. And I have to really give it to my parents. I didn't come out with student loans. So their practicality definitely paid off. So I envisioned it or thought about consulting for a, a foreign company, which really was not realistic. And now it's international business. So I have 28 hours in economics, but definitely not enough to be international business and didn't have the internships for that. So I can see where I really wasn't going very far with that. Count Sarah Betlieski among those who considered marine biology. In high school and college, I was focused on more of the science, the biology aspect. Um, really went for marine biology. Um, I love being out in nature and all that. So I really thought that was what I wanted to do. And I do love it. I just am not a lab rat is what I call you. I'm not one to stay in the lab too often. And I really like to show science to other people. So I think I took that aspect of enjoying the science and went back to education because I can give the science to, to a wider audience that way. My undergrad, I have two undergrads. One is in biology and then one is in marine and environmental science. And then I went back for my master's in secondary education. At, I did an intern at the aquarium in Baltimore. I did um, interns with internships with uh, different environmental groups, but I think it always led back to education. I was always there, you know, even during those internships, wanting to show the science to somebody else rather than focus on collecting the data. So it always led back to education at some point. Brandon Gibbs initially considered a career in law enforcement before changing course late in high school. In high schools, beginning with my freshman year all the way till I believe my, uh, the beginning of my senior year, I always wanted to be something in like law enforcement because I'm a, I'm a big um, outdoors person. And I thought that I wanted to become like a wildlife officer or game warden in the area but as I was 
going through high school and eventually went to college, I wanted to do something where I'll be able to help or just have a big impact on people more. And I chose the educational route and I enjoy working with kids. So I actually changed from law enforcement to education over like a three, a three month span. But I think it was a great change. A lot of people ask like, how did you get from there to there? But I think it was uh, the best choice I ever made. Yep, I changed my mind in the middle of my senior year. And then from that, from there on, I started applying to colleges with the hopes of taking elementary education, get a bachelor's degree in that. My associate's degree was in um, elementary education right through um, Delaware Tech. And that's where I did, that's where I started my observation hours and eventually got my foot in the door to Indian River School District and some in Milford School District. Joe Walls had athletic fame on his mind at an early age. Oh, yeah, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I wanted to be the, uh, you know, the next Cal Ripken, uh, starting when I was around four or five years old, all the way up to high school. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if my size and my talent level are going to uh, get me to go any further with this. So I had to kind of come up with some other things I, I wanted to do with my life. So. So the scouts weren't showing up at your baseball games? Huh? No, not not with my, uh, you know, 5'8 uh, height. And <laughs> my talent wasn't quite uh, to that level. So. question was, what aspects of teaching do you find the most rewarding? Let's listen to the responses. I like the kids that are the, that are labeled, you know, the troubled ones. When they come to, come to my class and they, something turns on, a light bulb turns on, but it's because I've made a connection with them and I've really invested time into them, asking them really simple conversational questions just to get to know them a little bit more. I mean, it's, it can be Something as simple as, you know, oh, I see you're wearing a, a Ravens sweatshirt. Um, you're, you're a Ravens fan. I'm a Cowboys fan, you know, and then or Eagles fan, something like that. And taking that rivalry within the NFC and, you know, giving each other a little, you know, I call it verbal harassment, but it's fun. You, you know, teasing them each week about, you know, how their team did, how my team did. And you really build, I really build connections with kids that way easily. Um, and, you know, just beyond things, beyond sports, whether it's, you know, their, their talents, you know, the kids who are artists and things like that. So for me, it's really that making the connection with a kid that everybody has said is difficult. And then they end up being, I end up being one of their biggest fans and they acknowledge that, you know, they'll come back and say, thank you. Or they'll just do small stuff to let you know that, you know, they, they recognize that you've taken time to connect with them. One aspect I find very rewarding is maybe when I don't feel a connection with a student and it's up to me to find it. That's rewarding. And I can be honest that sometimes it didn't happen within the time they were in my room. And so I always have to remember that. Also, when I know a lesson didn't go well or the material wasn't presented like I liked it. So I do enjoy the constructivist in me that says, let's find another way to do that. Let's find another way to do that. Um, but I guess the most empowering one is when a student either 
gives you that look or tells you, you really believe in me more than I do. And to me, I guess you kind of always want to be that person you needed. I think when a you see a student overcome some of the challenges, whether it's personal, educational. Um, I mean, like when you see a student struggle with a topic for a while and then all of a sudden it clicks and they get it and they feel so confident over, you know, telling the rest of the class or showing it to you on the board, um, seeing them overcome those challenges is really um, the special part of education for me. Brandon Gibbs talked about what he finds the most rewarding about the job and what it's like to be among a somewhat rare breed of male elementary school teachers. Just being a, a great male role model to the students in um, my school building, because whether students are in my class or not, I always have um, young males come up to me and just say hello, or they start talking about like what they did last night or what sport they play. And it's just a it's just a good feeling um, being there as a male role model for them because like when I was growing up I didn't have a male teacher classroom teacher until I got into middle school but I thought how cool it would have been if I had a male teacher in elementary school to kind of look up to and just talk to um, whenever I needed to so I think that's rewarding and I also enjoy seeing the growth of my students from the beginning of the year towards the end of the year, because there's a there's a big difference from the beginning and then how they leave and just how um, your relationship with those students like develop over time and how they respect you and I respect them. And it's just an awesome experience. I, I'm glad you brought that up about the elementary because the male elementary school teacher is still a bit of a, a rare breed. Now there's more now, I'm noticing that there's more now than there were about 10 or 15 years ago. And I find that interesting. And I guess my question for you is, Is was elementary always your goal from day one when you decided you wanted to be a teacher? Um, was that, did you know you wanted to go to the elementary level? Yeah, I, I pretty much knew I wanted to go to the elementary level. Um, just, to, just so that I can be a part of um, the young kids learning the foundation skills or the basic skills of life. I knew that that would be the very, that would be the most rewarding to me if I taught at the elementary level. And I do see more uh, male teachers in middle and high school, but I thought elementary would be a good starting point. And hopefully we will have more male teachers in the buildings in the next five to 10 years as well. For Joe Walls, it's all about creating a fun and exciting experience for his students. So I've been doing uh, elementary since I uh, started, and you know we see the kids once a week. And for me, I wanted to make it the most enjoyable and exciting uh, time for them uh, once a week. I want them to go home to mom and dad and say, hey, we did this, we did that, and I just can't wait uh, till we go back to Mr. Walls' class uh, next week. And when I, when I see their faces when they come in my room, uh, that's definitely uh, the rewarding experience for me. Joe also talked about what it's like to be a male teacher at the elementary level. Um, when I get to student teach uh, at, at Wesley College, um, I got a choice of, you know, middle school, high school, elementary. Um, and we had a chance to pick two of them. So I was like, ah, I'll give elementary a try and, and maybe middle school. Middle school for me just didn't quite work out with that age group. Uh, some people love it. Uh, just for me, just wasn't 
wasn't something I, I really enjoyed. Uh, elementary, I fell in love with. Uh, just the younger kids, their excitement, uh, their enthusiasm about, you know, movement and, and playing games and uh, having fun. I just love every aspect of that. And yeah, it is, uh, we do have a lot more males uh, in elementary now, but when I first started, it was a little tough at some point, some years, it was just me and, you know, either a principal or a custodian for the other males. Though. But um, it's definitely enjoyable to be a positive male role model to some of these elementary kids as well. Having been in Joe's classroom on numerous occasions, I can personally attest that there are hundreds of students who are extremely fortunate that he chose to teach at the elementary level. I want to thank Joe, Shalina, Gretchen, Sarah, and Brandon for taking the time to join me on Zoom and share their experiences with our listeners. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and several other podcast platforms and mobile apps. Episodes and bonus content can also be accessed by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. To search for episodes on Facebook, use the hashtags IRSD Podcast and IRSD Spotlight. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District.